Hallelujah. Amen. By the grace of God, the month of July is a month of loving God. Yeah. I wish I would be a big See, for me, it is my month of loving God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, life is full of uncertainties. And life is not predictable. Things you never thought sometimes will happen or things you never bargained for can happen to you. And that's how life is. I remember not too long ago, I went to visit a friend pastor very close to me. And when I went there, it was awful. When they were starting their church's convention, it was on the same day that he had stroke. The pastor. Somebody very close to us. She was feeling some pain in her breast. She went to the hospital, a specialist, and they checked. As she was told, you have cancer in the breast. Life is full of uncertainties. Life in itself is not fair. In 2003, I went to, and I want everybody to listen to me carefully. I went to organize for a crusade in Kumasi in 2003. I was sent from here to Kumasi to organize because we had a crusade at Independence. We want to do the same thing at uh, Kumasi. So I was sent to go and organize the crusade in Kumasi to see Reverend Rasro, Obeying, CCC, and all the pastors in Kumasi. When I was leaving, my wife was pregnant and was almost due. So I was there in Kumasi and I had a call. She called me, oh, by the grace of God, she had delivered. I said, then I'm coming back. By the time I traveled from Kumasi to the hospital that she had given birth, by the time I got there, I was doing the child and passed on. So our third child died. Sometimes things happen to you and life gives you questions that you don't have answers to. Life is full of uncertainties. It's not even fair. In Ecclesiastes chapter number 10, verse 7, Solomon said, I've seen servants riding horses and princes walking on foot. I've seen servants. That's the, 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 the calamity of life. Life is really not fair. But please, you must understand that we go through life and we face certain things that you have never bargained for. Things you have never thought will happen to you can happen to you. You must understand. And the scriptures make it very clear. In Philippians 4, from verse 6 to 7. Philippians 4, number 4, verse 6 to 7. That to be anxious for nothing. Because sometimes in life things will happen to you that become so anxious and desperate. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything that is life for you. Life will bring you anxiety. Life will bring you things that will make you so desperate. That things you never thought will happen can happen to you. In First Peter chapter number 5, verse 6 and 7, listen to what it says. First Peter chapter number 5, verse 6 to 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. Casting all your cares 
upon him. Life is full of cares. You, and there, there is something that happens to you that becomes like a burden in your life. Oh, please understand what I'm saying. David says something in Psalm 56. The verse 3. Psalm 56. The verse number 3. So whenever I am afraid, I will trust you. Things will happen to you that will make you to be terrified. That will make you to be afraid. I remember when we lost our church child. I was so scared when she was pregnant again. I was so scared. As human, I'm telling you, I was scared. I didn't know what was going to happen. When this girl was born, I didn't, I, I, I mean, the devil put in my mind that the child was also going to pass on like the way the other one also passed. Scared. So when I am afraid, there is life for you. There are fears in life. Things that will threaten your existence, threaten you, make you to be afraid. Scared of many things. If you're scared of those things, things which are not even real, become afraid of them. That is how sometimes life is. There are those who go through certain challenges and difficulties in life and they die in them. Some never recover from their difficulties in life. Some never recover from the challenges and the and the in life. This life for you. I can count and count and count and count. But at the same time, there is a group of people that no matter what they go through, no matter the difficulties in their life, whether it is marriages, a marital difficulty, health challenge, financial challenge, betrayal, disloyalty, no matter there's a group of people that no matter what they go through, as for that group of people, things will begin to work out for them. Things will turn out for them. And I see that this man and beyond. No matter what you're going through, things are turning out for your good in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, who are these group of people that no matter what they go through, the end result is always positive? The end result is always good. Who are this group of people? And I want to look into the scriptures. And I want everyone to listen to me very carefully today. I'm very pretty very short, but I want you to focus and listen to me very well. Because what I'm telling you today will be a great blessing to you in your life today and beyond. Now, who are this group of people? That when they encounter challenges and difficulties in life, all things turn out for their good. And I'm showing you in First Corinthians chapter number two, the verse nine. And I want everybody, all of us, to read this particular scripture, and it will be a blessing. Can we read it together? I want to go. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. For those who love Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those. Go with me to Romans chapter number 8, the verse 28. Romans 8, 20, in addition to that scripture. Romans 8. Coming together, I want to go. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love them. The group of people that who overcome challenges and difficulties in life are what we call God lovers. 
no matter what a God lover goes through, it may be rough, it may be tough, it may be difficult, but please listen to me. As far as you love God, it will turn out. For we know, and we know, and we know that all things, but all things, even including your own mistakes, including your own errors, including things you never taught, including your disadvantage, I'm telling you. And everybody has made a mistake. I mean, we are still making mistakes all the time. All the time we make things, we take steps you're not supposed to take, we do things you're not supposed to do. But the point of the Bible says, all things, all, not all, including your mistakes, including your errors, including the bad things you have done, all things will work together for your own good. Because you love God. Because you love God. The people that things stand out for their, for their good, especially as you go through this difficult time, this pandemic which has affected everything. Please let me tell you. If only you keep loving God, all things, no matter what happens, all things, the ends have been well and it's our end in well in Jesus' name. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, who is a God lover? Who is a lover of God? Number one. Just two definitions. It is someone who is totally sold out to God and are ready to do his bidding. A God lover is someone who was given his or her heart. I'm sold out to God. My heart is for God. Not for any man, not for any woman, not for anything. My heart, I've given my heart to God. And I'm ready to do whatever he tells me. This is a God lover. And it's seen in Matthew chapter 22, the verse 36 through 38. Matthew chapter 22, the verse 36 through 38. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great God lovers are those who have given, when you say I love God, he said, I've given my heart, not to any man, not to any woman, not to anything, not to my children, not to my job, not to my career. A God lover is the one who is so the one given his heart to this God. So as I talk to you right now, please examine yourself who has occupied your heart and who is in charge of your heart. What are the things you think about most of the time? What are the things that are in our hearts? What are the things that hurt us most? What are the things we appreciate most? Those are the things that are in our hearts. But if you be a God lover, a God lover is someone who has given his heart not to a man, not to a woman, but to God. I pray that every grace that we need to give our hearts to this God, may that grace come upon us in the name of Jesus. Now, the second definition of a God lover is someone. When God becomes the reason for your being or your existence. When God becomes the reason for your existence or for your being. And knowing in the very deepest of your heart that you are really nothing without him. Ah, this is a God lover. A God lover is someone who knows that without God my life is nothing. Without God I am useless. You know from the deep. I'm not talking about what you say. I'm talking about what is coming from the deepest of your heart. My life is nothing without God. But when God is taking out of your life, there is nothing that will come out of you. 
no matter what you have, no matter what you possess, no matter what you can do, no matter what you, your career, you see God at the source of your life. Your education doesn't matter. Your land doesn't matter. Your house doesn't matter. Who you know doesn't matter. But God is the center. You know from the deepest of your not talking, but from the deepest. And listen to me, God knows your heart more than me. He knows you and he knows you. You see God as a source of it that without God you are nothing. Your life totally depends on Him. And Paul made it very clear in Galatians chapter number 2, the verse chapter 20. Please have it. Galatians 2 20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Listen to what he said. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me. My life is all about Him. God is saying here, I am nothing without this Christ. I am, I am nothing without Him. What is it that, that is taking out your life that you kill yourself? So if, you, if a man loses you, you will die. If a woman loses you, you commit suicide. If you lose something valuable, you, you lose your mind. That is where your heart is. Paul said, because of Christ, I've lost everything. He said, I don't care about whatever. It's my focus is all about this Christ. First Peter 15, 10. He said, I am what I am by the my life is all about by the grace of God. My life is all about him. My life is all about this God. This is what we call a God lover. Jesus, God is the center and the very center of my life. From the deepest of my heart, I am nothing without him. Listen to what David said, 1 Chronicles 17, verse 16 through 19. A God lover. 1 Chronicles 17, 16 and through 19. Please hurry. King David went in and sat before, he sat down before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, Lord? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Uh, who? No, who has brought you this far? Oh. It is not just saying with your mother, but knowing from the deepest of your heart that no matter what you have, no matter what you have written in life, it is just purely God and not just God. He may use people, he may use your strength, he may use, but it is purely and purely God. And yet this was a small thing in your side, oh God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. And I regard, I mean, regarded me according to the rank of a man of ah. Did you see that? He said, Me, look at me, a shepherd boy, nobody. Referring God to where he took him from. That me of all people, a rejected one. And you have, I mean, you are recognizing me. Ah. Listen to me. God loves to see their helplessness without God. God loves. They see that they are so helpless. Without God, I'm nothing. So they always make sure they put God first in their lives. They have a way of talking. They God encourage us to be able to do that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many people want things from God, but few people love Him. Many people love I mean, yeah. Sometimes God will deliver you from a certain difficult situation just to make sure that you will not be the more because you don't know what the future holds for you. 
Life is full of uncertainty. You don't know what the future holds. It is your love for God that will make all things to work out for your good. All things. All things. Because you don't know what the future holds. Many of you come and deliver you from certain situations and God was expecting that you would love him the more. But yet, you are getting more further, further away from him. And you are, you, you are touching a dangerous path for your future. Many of us are about to get more closer to God, get closer to church. We are now withdrawing. Hey! Their future is not good for you, I'm telling you. Life is full of uncertainty. You don't know what will happen in the future. And the one who can keep you and hold you about the events of the future is this God. So you can't run away from Him. Listen to me. I believe that the more we, I mean, as we get, we come to church from the beginning, the more we grow in the present, the more we must get closer and nearer to this God. You can never be committed to God today and slap tomorrow. No, 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 no. You don't know what happened to you. If I started coming to church every, I mean, once in a month, the next one year after we come in every twice in a month, the next two years, it must get to a point where you don't even miss your fellowship with the blood. I mean, with the blood. Miss your fellowship with God's people. It means that you are going further. You are going deeper in God. Said, may God help us. Now let's look at a, a, I mean, a God lover, a dying lover of God. And that this man is called Joseph. How do we know Joseph was a God lover? Genesis 39, verse 9. This is what it says. A God lover. Genesis 39, verse 9. Please help. This was when he was sold to, I mean, Israelites, and the Israelites sold Joseph, but his brothers sold Joseph also to Potiphar's house. Bible said, Potiphar's wife set her eyes on Joseph just to mess up him and to sleep with him. And listen to what Joseph did. A man who loved God. And there is no one greater in this house than I. This was when Potiphar has handed everything over to Joseph. We should read from verse 1 but because of time. And this was Joseph replying Potiphar's wife. There is no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept, that's my master Potiphar, back anything from me but you. Because you are his what? Then listen to him. Listen to him. The way God will just talk. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against who? Oh, against who? God lovers always put God first. They always want to please God first, no matter how it looks so satisfying or it looks like opportunity. Now, if you're in the shoes of Joseph, what would you have done? Many of us would have seen this as a great opportunity to get a sugar, sugar mommy who can settle all your bills for you. Slicking. Joseph would have been a slicking. Just to satisfy. But he said, How can I do this? No, no, no. If it were left to the master, that's a different matter. If we're left to my mother, that would be if we're left with my uncle or my brother, but if it comes to God, these are God. God lovers always put God first. They don't want to do things to offend God. No matter how satisfied it be, a God lover. God lover. Man, if you buy things from somewhere and they give you change, which is more than what they're supposed to give you, you never return it. I'm telling you. 
If you are in a church and then you, you give your pay your, 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 your money and you are supposed to be given a certain amount, let's say 10 cities, and the man gives you 15 cities, you will not return the five cities. But the things that we do, we must always remember that God is watching us. And God says, Who are you trying to please in this world? God loves always please God. How can I do such a thing? God lovers always have God in their minds. And in every situation, they're interpreted by the way how God will see it. How does God feel about what I'm doing? Even though nobody has seen it. Even though nobody what about it is. How, how does God feel? When I'm saying what is not right, when I'm doing what is not right, how does God say? This is a God lover. This is a God lover. Not my husband, not my wife, not my child, not my child. No, no, no. How does God?
I beg you, please forgive the, the, the mistakes of your brothers and their sins. For they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the of, I mean of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when he spoke to him. Verse 18. Then his brothers also went and fell down before Joseph his face. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. Listen to the reply of Joseph. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. For am I in the place of who? Ah. I'm not taking what belongs to God. Because vengeance is mine. Ah. One of the things that shows that you're not putting God first, you're not a God lover, is when people wrong you, you want to take it by yourself and buy them. Joseph said, do I, don't be afraid. For am I in the place of God? You offended me, but God says, vengeance is mine and I'll do what? Let them talk about you. Let them mess you up. Let, them, let, let somebody treat you bad. Leave time with God. That is a God lover. I know my redeemer. I know God will fight my battles for me. I know my God will be there. That is a God law. They put God first. They don't take things in their own hands and buy it by themselves. This is a God law. If somebody's messing you up, somebody's maltreating you, somebody wants to treat you back, leave them with God. And God has a way of dealing with them for you. You can't fight certain battles. I said, You can't fight certain battles. You can't fight certain people. You can't fight certain things. Leave it. Leave, let God do that. And that's exactly what you said. Continue. Listen to what he said. Verse 20. But as for you, listen to this. You meant evil against me, but the same God meant it for what? For good. In order to bring it about as a distinct state to save many, you meant it for evil, but God. Hallelujah. Amen. God lovers always see God in the circumstances that they go through. Always see God. That no matter what's happening, God will tell. Listen to me. I see all things in this life. In the situations that you go through, in the difficulties, all things are will, will turn out for your own good in the name of Jesus. Amen. No matter what you go through, it's a turn up for your good. Turn up for you. I said, it's a turn up for your good. Amen. That marital challenge is a turn up for your good. Amen. That problem, that health challenge is a turn up for your good. Amen. That betrayal, that gossip about you is a turn up for your good. Amen. No matter what you go through, I see God making all things to turn up for your good. Amen. If you will continue to love Him. Let's see another man. I'm almost done with sorry. A lover of God. Take Psalm 18, verse 1. Please give me the NIV version from this particular verse. Psalm 18, the verse 1. Please give me the NIV. I love you, O Lord. My strength. How many of you have ever told God I love you with passion? Did you mean it from your heart? Yes. I love you. Ah. I've never read anywhere in the Bible where David... How many wives did David have? So many of them. But I've never read anywhere in the Bible where David told a lady that I love you. Many of you, women and men, have your love more than God. Every day when you talk to your boy, you talk to your girl. I love you. Sweetheart. You wake up in the morning. I love you. I'm dying for you. When was the last time you told God, I love you? It's not just from the deepest of your heart that you know the value. You see, you can never say I love you to a person if you don't value the person. You don't have a certain value. It's not 
what you say. When's the last time you saw the value of God and in total? You are my heart. You are all that I have. You are the only mosquito. Lord, you are the salt in my life. You are my heart. I am empty without you. You are loving more than God. Those is okay. They will mess you up. Tell it God. Don't love anything more than God. As we move on, I will prove to you how to be able to love God. And if you love God, the things that we show that you love God. Glory to God. David, the God lover. Let me jump some of the scriptures. One thing that shows about David who was a God lover. Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. Please hurry up. My time is up. God lover. Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. As the deer pant for the stream, for the water brook, so my soul ah, pant for you, O God. As my soul tests for God, for my, my soul tests for who? For God. My everything about me is just looking for God. I want, I want this one. Ah. How many of you that you, 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 are not, you didn't hear from your lover and you are so desperate to know where she was? When my wife traveled to France some years ago, that time we used to do phone calls from Ghana Telecom. I would walk from North Central to Edum just to make one phone call. And especially when I call and nobody picks the call, ah, I feel like dying. And things begin to go through my head. Where is she? Where has she gone to? I remember one day I went to Ghana Telecom, Edum. I was there and they were closing. That time they had not done this 24 hour thing. I was there, I think they used to close around 10 years before the 24 hour came. And she was not picking. He said to me, I'm not going. I just want to hear her. I just want to know where she is. I just want to hear her. How deep is your love for God? You love men, you love women more than God. You love peace. What can give you a broken heart? If a man can give you a broken heart, if a woman can give you a broken heart, then you are not a God lover. Your crash should be gone. Let me talk. Because of time. Psalm 73, verse 25. I'm done. Psalm 73, verse 25. Let's finish. Let's all read together. One to go. Whom I have in heaven. When it comes to the heavens, there, are, there is no horoscope, there is no mass, there is nothing that I have up there. The one I lift up my head onto is not onto any size, not onto anything. But it's only to you, the soul. Continue. So the heavens and the earth, whom have I in heaven? And earth has nothing I the earth has nothing I desire except you alone. This is a God love. What are you looking for in this life? Our most desirous things are the material things of the world. But please let me tell you, you have missed it. If you are chasing the things of the world, you have missed it. But if you chase God, because all that you are looking for in this life is in this God. 
Money is in him. Wealth is in him. Protection is in him. Preservation. All that you are looking for in this life is with this God. I pray for you, you shall be a God lover. Amen. And you never miss the blessings in life. If you are a God lover, no matter what you go through, no matter the challenge, no matter the difficulties, all things are turned out for your good. I see things are now for your good. I said, I see all things, including your mistakes, turning out for your own good in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray that God will help us to love you before. Let me tell you, the love for God is deeper and it's in levels. You ask God to this morning, I mean this morning, God help me to love you deeper. In John, John chapter 15, the verse 3. Verse 13. But the greater has greater love has no man than this. Than for a man to lay down. So love is in levels. Greater love. We pray that God will help you to grow deeper. Some I'm sorry, John 15, verse 13. That God will help you to grow deeper in your love for Him. Hallelujah. Greater love. I want to say greater love. So love is in levels. Love is in levels. Let my love for God be greater than my love for my husband. Hey, are you home? Let my love for God be greater than my love for my job, for my children, for my home, for my career. Let my love for God be greater, be greater, be greater than anything. Be greater, be greater. That God goes to the deepest of your heart that he, you value Him more than anything, anything. When it comes between God and your wife and your husband and your children, you choose God about them. When it comes between you, you God and money. If some people were having jobs that they were supposed to do to get certain monies on Sunday like this, they would never come to church. Who do you place before you? Who is greater? Is it your job? Is it money? Is it your child? What it is? May God help us. Can you please stand to you? Hallelujah. Touch me one more time. Oh, touch me one more time. Touch me one more time. Oh, I need a touch. Need a touch from the master.
Please look at me. Listen to me. Everyone look at me. I've seen great people who have really come down. I've seen people with wealth who have ended up as nothing, as, 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 as beggars. I'm telling you. I've seen people. I'm telling you. There's a certain man we used to know in Kumasi, a very successful transport owner. I went to Kumasi some years ago, and one pastor friend told me, he said, hey, have you heard about this uh, Mr. Soso and so? I said, no. He said, he's there. He said, before he died, he used to stand on top of his building, story building, and he naked himself. Nobody could control him. A successful and a rich man. But it is not your today. It is your tomorrow. You don't know what the future holds. You know what is ahead of you. You know the traps that is ahead of you. I was talking to somebody. He said, I was just lying down. Oh, by the time I realized, I saw that I couldn't raise my left and my right my letter, the person was things you have never thought of. Oh, see you through that difficult time. Things you have never thought, things you have never expected. Life is full of uncertainties. That's what God says. We know that all things work together. The good, the bad, and the ugly, including your mistakes. Because if anybody tells you to love God, the person is not doing any harm for your own good. For your, I'm telling you, please, I'm telling you, don't love things, don't love things, don't love things, don't love people more than God. Put God first. Ask Him to help you to love Him the more. In your life and your destiny. It's a future, it's a tomorrow that matters. The Bible says the beginning of the matter is not a problem, but the end thereof. The beginning of the matter is not a problem, but the end. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, no, I still have been begging for bread. The end. You shall serve the Lord and he shall bless your bread and water. And Job, Job 36, verse 11, talks about, he says that, and Job, he said, delight yourself in the Lord. Please give me that scripture. Job 36, 11. I hope that the scripture, please hurry up. If you obey and serve him, they will do what? They will spend their, their, their they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their, their years talk about the future. Your days talk about your daily life. Your years talk about the future. It is your future that matters. And the things you are pursuing today will determine what the future will go. If you pursue God, the ends shall be well. If you pursue material things and pursue the things of the flesh, it will not end you well. May God help all of us. As you go about your work, as you go about your business, your family, please make sure you put God first in your Put it first, whatever you are doing. Let God see that He is the one you, you love more than anything. I've seen marriages collapse. So build your life of marriage. You will see. I've seen jobs collapse. Build your life on your job. Let that become your first love. And you see what will come out of you. But if you make God the first love of your life, you will never collapse. Your destiny shall be secure. Amen. You will do well in life. Amen. All things will work out for your goal. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for grace. And thank you for helping us today. Father, with all hearts of humility, we are weak. Let your strength be perfect in our weaknesses. Help us, O Lord, to place everything as a secondary matter and put it as first in our lives. Help us, Jesus. Thank you for me. God bless you. Let me see that God bless you.
Yeah. I think we are coming to the last table with the communion.